Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Notre Dame fans, Mike Singer and Kyle Kelly live after Notre Dame's 31-23 setback on the road against Clemson. Folks, just let us know what you're thinking about this game in the comments. We really want to hear from you guys um, about this loss. Um, And and of course, we're going to give our thoughts as well. No Tim Hyde today. Uh, He is coaching in his own high school game right now. Um, So Tim is out, but I am sure, um, you know, we'll we'll get Tim on a show before Wednesday. because We'll want to hear from Tim before Wednesday night. And of course, Schoolsby show we will have tomorrow night. Um, Kyle, what are your, what are your initial thoughts on this game, man? I'm not going to lie that that, dude, that was just shit. Both teams sucked real. I mean, really like both teams sucked in that game. Like it was not, that was not good football. Um, what were your thoughts, Kyle? Yeah, the five, the entire fourth quarter was completely filled with punts and none of them in which the Notre Dame offense could do anything with the, the defense kept coming up big for Notre Dame. I mean, they had got them six consecutive defensive stops, but on those six drives, the Notre Dame offense only mustered up 60 yards, no points. That averages out to about 10 yards a drive. That's hardly a first down. So that was pretty much the story of this game, in my opinion. You know, when it mattered most, Notre Dame offense didn't really show up. They ran ran the ball pretty effectively for the majority of the game, but when they had to go away from the run and throw the rock, Sam Hartman just didn't have anyone to throw to. Uh, I don't. We didn't see Jaden Thomas all day today, I don't think. Um, Notre Dame's leading receiver, tight end Mitchell Evans, is out with a torn ACL. And Notre Dame has a bunch of young guys, a bunch of unproven guys trying to to catch a football and get open. And they couldn't do it against a, a Clemson secondary that's you know pretty, pretty talented but has had their own struggles this season. I think that's what it boils down to, Mike. They, you know, Sam Hartman just could, had no one to throw the ball to. The offensive line collapsed when it mattered most. Running back started, uh, you know, um, weekend, I guess, in pass protection, just uh, some real struggles on offense. The defense, you know, say what you want about it through the first three quarters, but when it mattered most, they got the stops. 
They gave Notre Dame the ball back, but offense couldn't get it done. Yeah, folks joining us live on YouTube, watching back, please hit the thumbs up. Um, I know you didn't like that Notre Dame loss, but uh, I hope you like our Blue and Gold YouTube channel. So please support us uh, and, and hit that thumbs up, of course. Defensively, you held Kate Klubnick to 109 yards. Um, you forced two turnovers. It wasn't perfect by any means, but 31 points. One of you know one of those touchdowns was a pick six. I didn't think the defense was the problem today. It was in the Notre Dame offense. One of their touchdowns was gifted to them uh, from the Xavier Watts pick. And then what we've seen from Notre Dame when they're playing the better opponents is what we saw today, and it's just a total struggle. Audrick Estime looked great offensively. Uh, Sam Hartman looked good running the ball. That was really it. Jordan Faison flashes here and there. Um, but that's, that's it. I mean, Notre Dame, look, multiple things can be true. Sam Hartman, in my opinion, is not as good as we thought he was going to be. That is true. But also what I I was looking at, you know, that last drive that Notre Dame was gifted after the film off a fumble. This was the 11 personnel. So these are receivers that were lined up out there. Holden stays a good receiving option. He's, he's, a, he's a good tight end, but he's not Mitchell Evans, right? Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse, good receivers for their freshmen. And Chris Tyree, all of those guys stays. Rico Flores, Jaden Greathouse, Chris Tyree are like two to four options in an offense, or in a Notre Dame offense. Maybe even two is generous at this point for all of these guys. And that is what he had. And then I think on the next play after that 11 person I just mentioned, one of them comes out, I think it was Flores, and then they bring in Tobias Merriweather, who also hasn't done much of anything this year. So it's just very like, who is he throwing the football to? I get it. Harvin's not as good as we all thought he was going to be. That pick six should not have thrown that football, dude. Throw it away, eat the sack, anything but that. So I think both things can be true. Um, these receivers just are not it. Bring on Cam Williams, go to the portal. Keep, you know, and I'm not like Flores, Greathouse. They're really good players, but they're freshmen. Like you're relying on these freshmen, and you don't have a big outside receiver to go. Like there's no deep threat right now to go win you something. Notre Dame just does not really have that right now. Jaden Thomas, one more side note, Kyle. How about uh, Notre Dame PR putting out everyone is healthy that was on the depth chart? And I feel like it's three weeks in a row that just hasn't been the case. Jaden Thomas, I think, can be that guy at times. Um, but he was hurt. Do we or do we know what happened with Jaden Thomas? He was on the sidelines dressed, no helmet, didn't play. Don't know why Jaden Thomas isn't playing. Uh, but Notre Dame yes, certainly most him. likely. Yeah, most likely hamstring for Jaden Thomas suffered all the way back in that Ohio State game. He's just tried to work his way back on a number of different occasions, but doesn't seem to full, be full strength. I mean, we don't know that for certain. I know our guys Tyler Horka, Jack Sobel are covering that Marcus Freeman press conference right now. I'm sure Coach Freeman will be asked about it afterward. But uh, at least for the majority of the season so far has been that hamstring injury that has hindered Thomas, and that's why we didn't see him today, if I had to guess. 
Yeah. So we'll get to super chats uh, here in just a second. I'm just doing something for Jack Silver real quick. I need to post a story on the message board. Um, yeah, we, we have a lot to talk about, but we really do want to dive into what you guys are saying. So drop your super chats. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to those throughout the show. Isaac says, like I said, after the Louisville game, Hartman offers us nothing anymore. Put Angeli in the game. We'll we'll see. I, I don't know if I don't know if Notre Dame's going to do that. Um, I have a I have a hard time seeing them benching Sam Hartman um, if he is healthy. But we'll see. Do you have any thoughts on that, Kyle? No, absolutely not. You cannot bench Sam Hartman. That means you're conceding the season. Think about how much this guy meant to the program the entirety of this year how much he's meant to the team. And I, I understand looking toward the future. Um, but yeah, you, that, that just says your football team, you're, you're done for the, you know, you have nothing else to play for. If you bench Sam Hartman, you know, maybe he's a little banged up, things like that, but no, you got to let this guy finish out the year. That's what he came to Notre Dame to do. And I fully expect him to be the starter moving forward. Colin with the $10 super chat says lack of speed at receiver continues to kill our offense. When the other team's defense coordinator knows your receivers can't run fast too. It makes playing defense easy, tight coverage, and really, tight coverage, and really limits play calling. I I agree, Colin, um, with this assessment, and that's not to give Sam Hartman a pass, but there's I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're like. I think you're completely accurate as well. So I think both things can be be true. So Colin, I, I appreciate the ten. It's good to see you in here, my friend. Kyle, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it's it's not rocket science at this this rate. I, I, honestly, you know, Tobias Merriweather was supposed to be that guy from Notre Dame. He's just not all the way there yet. Um, they're asking a lot of him. They're asking a lot of the young guys, Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores. Neither of those guys are burners. Um, you know, Jane Thomas isn't a burner, even though he's been out. But they just don't have anyone to open up the offense uh, with the wide receivers, and they're they're trying to recruit to to change that with Cam Williams, who's you know a five star wide receiver, who you know Mike, you and I talk about quite a bit on our recruiting show on Thursdays, and that's a name Notre Dame fans will definitely want to know moving forward. Another guy, Logan Saldate, is a speed guy from California, but those guys aren't really going to help Notre Dame. <laughs> Obviously, this season, maybe not even next season. So. They tried to attack the portal at wide receiver uh, in the winter. They got Caleb Smith from Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, he medically retired before spring practice was even over. So they really didn't hit the portal hard enough at wide receiver. You know, obviously there was more than one guy that they could have gone after. Sure, they were going after numerous targets, but I think that's they're going to be in the same situation. Uh, this this winter and late fall as well. They're going to have to go to the portal. They need experience on that wide receiver core, and they need speed. And I think those were the two you know, biggest deficiencies uh, for Notre Dame today. Colin, thank you. Tanner, $5, says, last year with Wake Forest, Sam Hartman threw for 337 yards with six touchdowns. Notre Dame has better players than Wake Forest. This performance is a coaching failure. Dude, I don't know about a receiver right now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Um. The thing is, the before the season starts, like just just put your brain into July optimism, Notre Dame fan. You're thinking Tobias Merriweather breakout year. You know, could be the leading receiver on this team. Six four, 190 pounds, can stretch the field with that speed. Jaden Thomas, 
following in line of the Chase Claypools of the world, um, you know, the Miles Boykin, like that kind of boundary receiver, and then all these kind of slot options with Chris Tyree and what he can do with his speed and and uh, shiftiness. Um, and then these young bucks and Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores, what can they do to contribute? Now it's Merriweather is nowhere to be found. Thomas has been hurt, what, half the season? Heck, I'd even say Deion Colsey. Um, he's He's been out since the Navy game, I believe. And now you're relying on Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, your number two tight end, Chris Tyree, who's been fine this year, but again, third option, ideally. And then Jordan Faison, Kyle, I don't know if I should be like, I don't know how to feel about Jordan Faison contributing to this football team. It's great in a vacuum. Like you just look at him like that's great. Like I'm very happy for him. It's a great story. But Jordan Faison should be riding the bench. Like Jordan Faison, Notre Dame should not be playing Jordan Faison. They're playing him because they have to. And I'm not trying to like throw shade at Jordan Faison. He's been very, very good. Um, And he's earned his playing time. But Notre Dame should not be in a position where they're playing a lacrosse player as much as they are. And he's like one of their better receivers right now, uh, Kyle. So. He's our best receiver right now, in my opinion. Mm. I He's the most dynamic guy. Um, I'm not sure what the yards after catch statistics look like. Obviously, we won't have those today. There's more of an advanced metric that we get later in the week. But anytime you get the ball in that guy's hands, he's getting yards after the catch. Chris Tyree's sort of the same way. But I mean, those are pretty much Notre Dame's only two guys here. I mean, I'm looking at the receiving breakdown today, you know, Audric Esme had four receptions. Um, usually, Audric Esme doesn't catch the ball. So leading, I gotta, yeah, leading in, yeah. in yards. I think that's all. I mean, I, I'm surprised it took us 13 minutes to to bring that up because I think that says a story right there that Jerome Bettis Jr. basically has 33, you know, receiving yards and Notre Dame's leading receiver. But Chris Tyree, Jordan Faison, six receptions. They counted for about um, half of those other other catches. You know, Rico Flores, Tobias Merriweather. I mean, Rico, he had a great catch. Um, those guys are just young, man. They're not ready. and they're. I, I mean, they are ready, but not ready uh, to play on this big of a stage. And they're just being a lot asked of those guys. And you can tell that um, they're not answering yet. You know, they a lot of good young players, but Notre Dame needs some veteran guys and guys that can separate speed and, Mike, I want to mention this because, like, watching the game on TV is so much different than when you're watching, you know, like at an actual game in the press box. Like, I know you experienced this last week at the Notre Dame game. You can see everything, obviously. You get to watch, you know, what the wide receivers are are doing and, you know, if they're getting open, those things. And today it just felt like any time I couldn't see Notre Dame's wide receivers anymore, it it wasn't going to be a favorable outcome. They just can't get open or separated downfield. When you watch the receivers, like watch the game back, it's blankets. And there are times they get open, but most of the time it is blanketed. Speaking of being at the press con, uh, the press box, my plan for today was to be at Memorial Stadium. I will spare you guys the details, um, but I was not able to go uh, due to an illness reason. Um, so... Uh, we missed Tim Hyde on our live show. I think it was two Wednesday ago, 
two Wednesdays ago. This, he ha- he missed his flu game. This is my flu game today. Not to, I don't actually have the flu, but let's just let's just leave it at that. We're we're, we're getting through this one today. Um, Kyle, before we move on, uh, lots to talk about. Super chats are coming, and we want to continue to uh, to hear from you guys um, in the YouTube comments. I want to talk about the ticket buying process because it can be stressful. You gotta okay, so you can find the the event you want to go to. And then you got to find out where you want to sit, go through the whole ticket buying process. can be stressful, especially if you're buying those last-minute tickets. But it shouldn't be stressful, and that's where we get to know Game Time. Check them out at GameTime.co. Make sure it's not .com. It's .co. A fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute ticket deals so you can relax and get ready for that fun that you're going to have. And they do have uh, deals up to the minutes. Um, and, and if you do find a price better, uh, they will refund you 110%. And with the promo code BGI, three letters there, BGI, you'll get $20 off your first p- purchase. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app, create an account. Make sure you use that promo code BGI for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Continuing on with the super chats, Tanner, appreciate yours. Tom says Freeman being a defensive coach needs a much better offensive coordinator. Fire Parker, 100 yards rushing first quarter and no play action receivers were open um hartman missed hartman missed some throws um but i mean <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm telling you man blankets um uh, happening often it i should note on the so he, he brings up a good point 100 yards rushing after the first quarter Audrey Gestime had four carries for 57 yards to open the game. So that means in his last 13 carries, he only had 30. Um, Yeah, not just, I mean, if you let's look at this drive chart, this is where it kind of gets like, I mean, I had wrote down in my notes, how fun is this third quarter? It was a bad third quarter. Like it was, I think it was just bad football, but it was at least fun. And then later on in the quarter, Notre Dame punt, 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 Punt like as the game ends, interception downs. Then you go to Clemson, punt, 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 fumble, and then you know they they are turnover on downs as the game ends. Uh, it, it neither teams are are I don't want to say are very good. Like ne- neither teams were very good today. That that's for sure, Kyle. They it, I don't think there was great football being played. Just overall, it was not was not a uh, great I mean Clemson won they're up five and four on the season but it's it kind of felt like they did everything in their power to keep Notre Dame in that game just chance after chance in that that fourth quarter like I I mentioned early on in the show and if you're just joining us thanks so much uh, for giving us a listen but six consecutive defensive stops and I know you just pulled that up on the uh, you know drive chart. But, you know, kind of getting back to the run game a little bit, you know, obviously Notre Dame couldn't really rely it on it on the fourth quarter, knowing that, you know, every time, Mike, if you if you do bring up that drive chart again, um, and I'll reference it myself just to note Notre Dame's starting field position. Here we go. Yeah, um, I got it up on the screen too. Yep, late third quarter. With 307, start at the, their own six yard line, own 30, yeah. 10, 10, 22, 
then, you know, they got that gift at the end, that fumble recovery that put them right near, uh, you know, midfield and had a chance to tie that thing up, Hartman interception. But basically going back to my point is Notre Dame's offense just became completely one-dimensional within, you know, that last four, you know, the last 15, 18 minutes of the game, just they were forced to throw the ball. I mean, when you're backed up 80, 90 yards every time, what's the easiest way to, you know, move the football? Usually it's throwing the ball. And I don't want to keep hammering the point about the wide receivers. You know, I think, you know, Notre Dame was running the ball effectively early on. They were doing some some things. And I was commenting uh, pretty frequently on our loose emoji message board. They were they're really effective uh, with, you know, some of the power runs where they were bringing uh, Joe Walt and uh, Pat Coogan around from the left side. And that they were really getting Audrick SMA out into space. There were like 10-yard gains every time it looked like. Uh, Clemson started to figure that out. I don't know if we saw enough play action today. It seems like I, I think in the third quarter, um, come out in the second half is when I noticed that Notre Dame was uh, going with a lot of um, you know, like crossing routes, and that's how they were getting Chris Tyree and those guys involved. But, uh, you know, they didn't really go back to that later on. So that's kind of how it sums it up on offense, man, just uh, – not a lot to not not a lot to work with, you know. Defense you know, once again came up when they needed them most, and even gave them that stop at the end. Just fortunately, uh, Hartman's second interception of the day. Yeah, Tom, appreciate the five. He says uh, we were down eight the whole fourth quarter and abandoned the run. Pathetic Hartman missed open receivers two no play action. Could have sworn I just read the same super jet, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's a different one. Now, Hartman missed open receivers, no play action all game. This is on offense coordinator Fire Parker. Um, what, how much do you how much do you put on on Parker for this? Because yeah, you know, I'm defending like some like I'm not defending Hartman when I say sometimes like what the hell is he supposed to do? Like sometimes with Parker, I, like it's it kind of is the same thing, like. Some questionable decisions like the running pain on third and 10 and then kicking a field goal. You'd think you, if you're running it on third and 10, you're setting up a, you know, it's one of those, you got two tries at this kind of deal. That was questionable, but, you know, individual play calls, you know, can, can you know, I'll let you guys do that. But what do you think about Parker today, Kyle? Marcus Freeman cannot say this in his press conference, so I'll say it for him. Notre Dame just does not have the personnel on offense to win big games. They just don't have the guys right now. Well, well Kyle, think about the, the USC game. Notre Dame wins that. Defense special teams has such a big part in that. Like, that's just Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame has to be – they can't rely on their offense to win a football game right now against a good team at least right they need a full offense defense special teams the i mean this this offense just can't can't do it i mean we already said earlier in the show notre dame's top top receiving option mitchell evans out for the year with a torn acl their number two guy who was the number one guy for most of the year for the that first quarter of the year before mitchell evans really emerged was Jaden thomas now, going to the season, we knew that Notre Dame was going to be very thin on offense and thin at wide receiver. They got thinner throughout the season, losing Mitchell Thomas, or sorry, Mitchell Evans, Jaden Thomas, to your pass-catching options. And your, your 
bringing, uh, you know, a very thin group down to Clemson on the road, a place Notre Dame hasn't won since 1977. And, you know, I, I know the offense looked okay. At, you know, basically had a, a pretty effective day against Pittsburgh, but just a completely different defense uh, against Clemson on the road there. And Mike has less, left me up solo. No, you're back. fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling today, but we're okay. Damn, I really right. wanted to be at that game. I looked up the future schedules. Like the next time I can go see Notre Dame at Clemson is like 2027. I'm like, damn, I really wanted to be there. But um, yeah, Tom, appreciate the uh, the super chats. Uh, Trash uh, with $5 super chat says, no receiver options. Unfortunate. Let's finish strong. Love blue and gold in Notre Dame. Trash, I appreciate you. Yeah, in terms of like the, you know, when when you mentioned Kyle, like no, you play you play Hartman because if you don't, you kind of admit to the locker room the season's over. And I get Notre Dame fans are saying the season is already over, right? I mean, hell, after the Louisville loss, me and Tim wore black um, shirts to represent that the season is dead. Like I, so we're with you. But in that locker room, if you're a member of the football program, you can't do that. You you just can't do that. A fan, if you want to say the season is over to you, right? I got a Notre Dame buddy who uh, said that he stopped. He tuned out after the Hartman pick six. Like that is fine. But if you're a if you're a member of that team, the season is not over. And I will ask you guys: if you're one of these people saying season's over, don't watch any of the rest of the games because the season's over. I right? just don't watch them. But you are going to. Because the season is not over. Notre Dame is not going to make a New Year's Six game. They'll, they'll be lucky to end up in the top 15 or something. Um, but you got to keep playing. Um, you know, you got to keep playing the games that are on your schedule. So Notre Dame will have a bye week. And then it's uh, the Sam Hartman Bowl. Uh, Notre Dame, Wake Forest, 3.30 um, p.m. Eastern time kickoff on the 18th and then Notre Dame Stanford on the 25th. Um, so uh, we'll see how uh, Notre Dame bounces back and uh, moves forward. Um, yeah. Notre Dame seven and three on the season after losing 31 to 23 against Louisville. So trash appreciate the, the super chat. Jay Willie says the strength of Notre Dame start the season was supposed to be the O line. Hartman has stunk in the big games and there's no other way to see it move on. Um, yeah, Hartman today, again, not not a great performance by any stretch. Hartman was – that was probably his worst game at Notre Dame. 13-30, two picks, including a pick six. Just can't have that happen. Um, not all on him. It's a team game, but Hartman is definitely a part of the problem today. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, afterward, um, some of the tweets are – X posts, whatever you want to call them, are coming out from the uh, post-game pressure. And I believe Sam Hartman is uh, talking to reporters now. And basically what, what he said in his opening statement and in response to a first question was, blame me. So Sam Hartman's trying to shoulder this loss. Obviously, it's not all on him. And you know, I, I just want to touch on the O-line today. Yeah. Obviously... Zeke Carell and some of the interior guys did not have the best moments. I know Zeke Carell had some issues early on. He ended up getting uh, sidelined at halftime for a concussion. Then they bring Andrew Kristoffic out there. He gets injured early or early on in that second half, and then they go 
with the third string center, Ashton Craig. And I don't think we saw too big of a drop off in the offensive line play. I, I don't think the offensive line is, has been the issue. You know, they haven't been excellent, but I, I think they've been, you know, obviously when you think of Notre Dame and offensive lines, you're thinking this, you know, I think it's Joe Moore award is what you call it, Mike, you know, the, the best offensive line college yeah. football, those types of calibers of offensive lines. But, you know, I, I think a lot of the, you know, issues that we're seeing when the offensive line is collapsing is, you know, potentially some like cover sack, coverage sack situations or coverage pressures, you know, that with these wide receivers not getting open downfield. Like, like I said, you know, the offensive line, they weren't perfect today, especially early on, but I, you know, I, I wouldn't really put a ton of blame on them. You know, that the rushing game was pretty formidable in the first half, you know, third string center going in there. I believe that was like his first time basically ever playing any meaningful time. And, you know, he goes out there and, uh, Notre Dame's backed up in Clemson territory, and that's where the Clemson student section is. So that was a hard ask on him. Um, you know, there's first-year starters on the interior there. Joe Walt's been terrific this year. You know, Blake um, Blake Fisher has had his ups, ups and downs, but I wouldn't really put this one on the offensive line today. Dave 86 says, time to forget the, quarter, uh, the portal on quarterback other than for depth. I mean, we're going to change our opinion on that just based on the Clemson game. Like, uh, I'm not saying that's you, but I, I just you can't, you can't just make the decision like that just off the Clemson game. Like, I mean, Notre Dame's. I mean, Marcus Schumann said last week that they will make that decision on the during the bye week. Can't believe he said that. That's what he said. So, guess we'll find out uh, in, in a couple weeks what he uh, wants to do there. So. Um, continues, Dave. Uh, if it takes a few years to get these young guys ready to compete at an elite level, so be it. Dave, if you're running Notre Dame, you can do that. But if Marcus Freeman says, you know what, let's let's just play all the young guys and just build for the future, Marcus Freeman will be fired. He's, I mean, and, and they just, what are you just going to run all your freshmen and sophomores out there and not play your better older players? Uh, yeah, and then you lose. You're gonna what? Go seven and seven and five every year. Then Dave, you're gonna super chat us and say that you know Freeman needs to be fired for going seven, have winning seven games every year. So, I, you know, yeah, you just you can't just play the young guys. Um, you got to play the best players. Um, so Notre Dame will regroup and go again next season. Whether that's a transfer portal quarterback or not. I thought it was a foregone conclusion that they would. I'm not so sure anymore, just after some conversations I've had in the past few days. So we'll see um, what they end up doing for next year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more of a philosophical thing, what different coaches believe to do at the, at the position. We'll see what Notre Dame does. Kyle, any thoughts? Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame would have gotten to this point with Stephen Jelly at quarterback. I Like, no against just Steve, but, you know, he hasn't started at a college football game before, like is Steve and jelly getting, you know, Notre Dame to hang around with Ohio state for 99% of that game. But it was like, is, is Steven jelly going down to Duke and pulling off an incredible win? You know, I, I know Notre Dame has been dominant against, you know, some lesser opponents at home. And I think another storyline from this game has just been how poorly Notre Dame's played on the road this year. But yeah, I, I, you know, I bet if you ask Sam or uh, Marcus Freeman and the entire staff, they had to do it over again. Would they take Sam Hartman? 
think a hundred times out of a hundred, they would say yes. So when, you know, Marcus Freeman, there's going to be some tough discussions going on in that group this week. You know, I think the first couple of days they have practice kind of focusing on this year's squad, but I think kind of the theme of these bye weeks is toward the tail end. They start to look for the future. At least that's what we've seen with coaches going out on the road um, to see high school football recruits. And I think this time around, they're going to be really identifying wide receivers <laughs> to target in the portal. I think that's going to be their number one top priority, try to get a quarterback, you know, possibly from there. But yeah, I, I, I think that Notre Dame made the right call getting Hartman uh, this year. Louisville, Clemson loss, everything in between. I think that they did the right thing and you know, the outcomes are what they are. Trash five dollars super chest last year. Um, our wide receivers were getting open, but a quarterback who wouldn't pull the trigger this year, a decent quarterback, but receiver not getting open. Let's finish strong. There's different like, wide receivers, man. Braden Lindsay was out there, Salerno was healthy. Uh, you know, Jane oh, Thomas. Well, Salerno. Salerno. Throw him out there. I mean, he's not really a topic of He's not really well, Salerno, I mean, Tommy Reese begged Salerno to come back. He still had a role. It, it was different personnel is what I'm saying. No. Yeah. They weren't they weren't the greatest options either, but more veteran guys. guys for the receivers in. to be this bad, for Notre Dame to have more success. And again, not for the receivers to be bad and banged up, right? If the receivers were completely healthy, then maybe this is a different discussion. Um even your boy Salerno. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're Jaden Thomas being out, Mitchell Evans included as a receiver um, for the sake of this discussion. For But for the receivers to be, let's say, in this position where this is how good they are, they needed a lot better quarterback. I mean, Hartman's, Hartman's a really good quarterback, um, but he's not top five going into the season. I mean, the our YouTube chats right now, six months ago, Anyone says anything remotely that's not like Hartman's going to win the Heisman. Hartman's not going to be if you or maybe not the Heisman thing, but if you're like Hartman is not a top five, top ten quarterback in college football, our YouTube chat would lose its collective mind and saying, "How dare you question Sam Hartman?" And now it's jump off the ledge, get him out of town. He's terrible, um, but he. That's just kind of how this thing has swung. Um, it it's it's always somewhere in the middle. He's not what we all thought he was going to be. I thought he would be a top ten quarterback. Hell, I thought he thought he would get to the you know. It was my bold prediction. Keyword bold. I thought he was going to be invited to New York. Um, but for him to be able to have success in this offense, it it, it did Notre Dame. For Notre Dame's quarterback to have success in this offense, would be a lot better quarterback, dude, because this team is anemic pushing the ball downfield, dude. I got, some, I got some stats for you, Mark, Mike. So entering today's game, Sam Hartman among active FBS quarterbacks, number one career touchdown passes, 128. Number one passing yards, over 15,093. Passing yards per game, number six, 2,600. Sorry, 264 for games. And then in terms of Hartman career NCAA rankings, seventh all-time in touchdowns, fifth all-time in, in passing yards. So Sam Hartman proved he was a pretty good quarterback before coming to Notre Dame. I, 
So I, longevity has been a huge part in that, but yes, continue. Yeah, obviously, but even the yards per game, Mart, you know, average things out, number six, just behind Caleb Williams, reigning Heisman trophy winner. But yep, hasn't been all on Harvard. Ian says best four and four team versus the worst seven and two team. As that de- that was definitely a damn good four and four team. They for four and fourteen. Clemson's not very good this year, but for a four and four team, that's what we said in our Friday videos. Like they're four and four, but I mean they can beat Notre Dame. Um, this was very much like how the Notre Dame. We talked about this leading up to this game as well. Notre Dame USC. Like this was Clemson's Notre Dame USC game, you know, where Clemson, you know, kind of hobbles into the game and then puts like you're thinking, man, Notre Dame's about to come to Clemson and beat the crap out of them. Remember Notre Dame just coming off Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, and then they beat the crap out of USC. Um, this was their USC Notre Dame game, um, and uh, they tried to give it away, but they won. Phil Moffa was a beast, thirty six. 36 carries, 186 yards, two touchdowns. Um, so kudos to him. But I mean, you look at their their passing game, and it was, I mean, it was not very good. <laughs> it was just as bad. Uh Club Nick 13 to 26, 109 yards, touchdown and a pick. Um, yeah, the the passing offenses today were were were, were pretty abysmal. Ian, appreciate the the two dollars super chat. Good to see you. Ron says now with New York six bowl game gone, curious to see what players sit out now. Any thoughts? Ooh. People are people have said on the message board, they're thinking, oh, Hartman won't play in the bowl game. And I'm thinking he better freaking play in the bowl game. I mean, if Hartman doesn't play in the bowl game, he I, I feel like he would be looked at as a total fraud. And even in that locker room, I mean, the guy, it's not like he's going to go be a first, second, third, fourth, what, probably not even fifth round pick. You can just sit out. That would be insane. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Yeah, he needs the he, bowl he, game. He needs the bowl game. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, just going off the top, maybe man. maybe like an alt, but some of those offensive linemen, like they just love playing football. Like what? I I don't I, I honestly don't know. Cam Hart. Uh, Cam Hart, Cam Hart would make sense with his injury history, but I don't know. probably want to go on ice, kind of like Kyron Williams. Estime as a running back, yeah, that would make sense. How's that, man? Everyone else has got something to play for, you know. Maybe yeah. Javante uh, John Baptiste, but you know he's not a surefire NFL draft pick. I think. I mean, he'd probably a day three guy, but. Like I think that bowl games, you know, potentially get give some of these guys some stock up late in the year. But yeah, yeah. I appreciate the super chat. Tyler two dollars says Parker has no feel or rhythm for the game. Bad offense today, man. Three hundred twenty nine yards, and you still outgained Clemson by what forty something yards. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides Sam Hartman running the ball well on some scrambles and uh you know estimate just carrying the rock really well early in the game not a whole lot going on tyler appreciate it too uh tim d says we have a strong offensive line period we cannot run the ball because defenses know we have no deep threat 
hard to run the ball when eight against the box. So again, there is always context to this thing. If you're very much just on Parker is the problem. My response to you is he is part of the problem. If you're just like, you just, all you want to do is just blame Hartman. Hartman's the problem. He's a part of the problem. Receivers. They're, they're the pro- part of the problem. Like offensive line, hell running backs at times. It, 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 this is a team game. Um, if you just want one singular per entity to blame for everything, go watch tennis um, because football is, it's, it's just bigger than that. So Tim, I, I do, I do agree with you. I mean, these teams are stacking the box um, for sure. So Kyle, go ahead. Yeah. I, I just want to bring this up about Jared Parker because he's catching a lot of slack for today's game and rightfully so when the offense performed the way it has. And I've kind of belabored that, I think we both have. That's been a personnel issue. Looking at the drive chart, coming out of the half, Notre Dame had, um, I think they, or Sam Hartman threw the interception to open at, open the half. Is that right, his first one? Either way, um, second drive for Notre Dame uh, was 74 yards and a touchdown. So. Right there, halftime adjustments. Parker made them on that on that uh, second offensive drive in the third quarter. They were, I mentioned earlier, running a lot of crossing routes, a lot of stuff where they can just, you know, Hartman can just throw darts here and there. And I know Chris Tyree got involved, and that, that's kind of one thing I was thinking about going into today's game. Chris Tyree, noted in the Notre Dame football game notes. One of the best, one of the country's best in yards per catch. I think he's around top 20, top 15. So even though it is, you know, kind of poor as Notre Dame's wide receiver course played, Chris Tyree has still been a bright spot. Going into this game, I think if you're Jared Parker, you have to know that he is your best pass catching offense or pass catching option. You have to find ways to get him the football. And I think they weighed maybe a little bit too late, you know, coming on, doing that on the second drive in the third quarter. Uh, they got away from it as well. You know, they 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 were all those short, you know, like I mentioned, those quick little short passes um, that seemed to be effective that uh, ended up in the, the scoring drive. And, you know, they, they got away from it. So it, it, it looked good at, at first, like initially, you know, halftime adjustments, but um, just kind of an interesting point that I thought there. All right, we're going to hear from our sponsors over at Irish Realty, which is the ticket for Notre Dame football um, enjoyment. Um, you can experience Notre Dame all well. Yeah, Notre Dame football enjoyment. They do well at home, maybe not so much on the road, um, but uh, it's really your experience to uh, you know enjoy Notre Dame all year long. Check them out, folks. IrishRealty.net slash walk to nd it's a great time to enjoy football weekends one left this year a new era of men's basketball uh you got a big time women's hoop uh program don't forget hockey baseball and the uh, ncaa champion lacrosse team irish realty is the market leader whether you're looking for a condo townhouse or second home in notre dame country check out the affordable eddie square townhomes three-story units starting in the mid 300s brennan's 
uh, view luxury condominiums near Eddie Square or Echoes Villas four in five bedroom upscale retreats. And don't miss the Bell Terry uh, Villas, a new community, um, a new home community just north of campus, whether it's for pure enjoyment or an investment proper, property opportunity. Irish Realty has you covered in the Notre Dame market. Check it out, irishrealty.net, folks. Continuing on with some super chats, uh, Tarek Stewart, uh, I did not see a comment with yours. Um, Tarek, I'll be looking for you in the YouTube chat. Uh, just drop another comment and I'll, I'll, I'll find yours. Annie Davis, um, the leader of the Drew Pine fan club, says uh, Notre Dame Nation owes Drew Pine an apology for the slander. Put up the exact same numbers without help from the defense. I mean, you might want to look at the Clemson stats in that game. Um, but Kyle, I don't know if you want to talk about this. I will pull up Drew Pine's stats and we can actually look at that uh, in a second. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to not think about Drew Pine sometimes this season when Sam Hartman's wearing 10 and you're, you know, the number that Drew Pine wore and seeing the way Hartman's played at times. But I think at the end of the day, Notre Dame's probably gotten better production on Hartman, probably not by by a whole lot, but just looking like Notre Dame's offense was <laughs> way more one-dimensional. Totally. I mean, you literally had Michael Mayer. Yeah, I was just, yeah I was, that was my next option. Uh, just imagine what Sam Hartman would do with Michael Mayer. Like, uh, I think that, that plays into it as well. Right. So, I will say – I do think Notre Dame fans uh, do owe Drew Pine a little bit of a Yeah, listen, it's 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 a. This is what I'm talking about, like just how these things shift. Any Davis, I know him. Um, yeah, I know you're saying on the season, not today, Eddie. I know you, but I know this guy. He's been posting on our message boards, been our YouTube chats for for a couple of years at this point, and he's he's been a big Drew Pine guy. And last year, it's like Drew Pine's a jockey, according to Mike Goolsby. Like we're, everyone just rip on Drew Pine. And now it's like, oh, like Drew Pine, he was, he, he, you know, he wasn't, maybe he wasn't the worst thing ever. Like he's just as good. And you know, Sam Hartman, that's kind of the talk right now. Right. So let's just look at it. So Drew Pine. And again, there's the context of different passing options. You watch that Notre Dame game today. Like, dude, there's, there's not a lot for him there. 164 of two. This is fine. 164, 254, 65% completion percentage is pretty good. 2021 yards, 22 touchdowns to six picks. And that's in uh, 11 games played, 10 starts. And this is Hartman before this game today. Um, so he is 149 of 228 for 65%, 65.4, just a hair better than um, Pine in completion percentage uh, for 2,126 yards, 18 touchdowns, and five picks. So now he'd be at 18 touchdowns and seven picks. So they are pretty comparable. I mean, Hartman um, is right around what, – what was he today? How many passing yards? 146. So his average will come down a little bit from that 236. Um, and, and then Pines uh, yards per passing last year was 183. So I agree. It's like, it, it's a step above Pine, um, but it's not as big as we would have thought that that's very much, um, for sure. So, um, yeah, any Davis appreciate, um, the super chat. 
Um, Trash says Clemson really wanted payback um, for last few years. Um, yeah, Notre Dame got Clemson two out of the last three times. I mean, Clemson got the the most important one, you know, the ACC title game. Um, but uh, that eventually sent them to the playoff, right? Clemson was still playoff that year. It, was their loss just no- – yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, Trash, appreciate the two – Ethan says Hartman has been a huge bust at Notre Dame end of story. I, I don't know what to tell you, right? <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, if your expectations were like me and you're like 11 and one, 10 and two, like, yes, yes. I think the answer is yes. Not that like, and you can't put it all on him, but the Hartman experiment. Yeah. Is it better than Tyler Buckner would have been this year? You could debate that, but I mean, Notre Dame chose to go with Sam Hartman because they thought that Buckner was not the guy. That's it. So it's better than Buckner, but if your expectations were like me and it's like, this is, this is a team that can be on the play in the playoffs. Then yes, it was. I think that's just, that's just the truth. So, but it is a subjective thing. So, do you have anything on that? I'm looking for Tarek if, he, if Tarek had a super chat. Um, I mean, I I, I think I'll say coming into to this year, like anything worse than ten and two would be considered a failure because that means you either lost all three of that you know the big three games coming in this year, Ohio State, USC, or Clemson. Or you dropped another game you weren't supposed to, and Notre Dame lost Ohio State, lost Clemson. Yeah, and, and it's, it's this Clemson game has turned into the game you probably weren't you weren't supposed to lose. You know, it, yeah. You know, Clemson's kind of had a funky season, and you know, played Florida State, who's one of the best teams in the country, really tough at home. That Duke loss. Was was pretty crazy. Kate Klubnik, uh, like one of his first career starts, essentially true sophomore quarterback, had a lot of fumbles against Duke and things like that. So and Clemson's better than their record. They showed it today, but I mean, let's rely on the sports sports books on this one. You know, they favored Notre Dame three and a half, um, upped it to four, right, four points just before game time. So Vegas expected Notre Dame to win today. It wasn't just like it was a pick of mine either. So yeah. I mean, the lines move based on where the money is coming in, but um, yeah, I mean, but, but for the most part, um, they <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, sure. Um, I, it's funny to me because going back to let's let's think about where we were at six months ago. None of you wanted anything to do with Steve Angeli, and now it's play Steve, play Steve, play Steve. I don't know how to feel about it. I do love Steve Angeli. He looked great against Pitt. Uh, I would love to see Steve, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see what that looks like moving forward. Dad, uh, appreciate you, uh, Father, with the with the five dollar super chats. He says, "Why continue to play Hartman? Time for Angeli." <laughs> right on point here, or right on cue, I should say. I, I we I mean we touched on this like you you play him because if you switch to Angeli, like what does that look like to your locker room? And, and you know you have three games left the rest of the season. I mean, and and whoever's paying Hartman wants to see him. That's for sure. Um, you know that those NIL deals that he's getting and whatnot. But 
I kind of say that as a half joke, but uh, why continue to play Hartman? Because you want to. Hartman needs to play. Hartman needs Hartman. to play. I, 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 if, dude, if, if they bench Hartman and go and start Angeli next week, I will be just as happy as some of you guys are. Um, but you play against Hartman Wake Forest to ship afloat kind of deal. I don't know. You got you got to ask the coaching staff that. I'm trying to answer on behalf of them, but I can't. So some of these questions, I don't know the answer to. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of the coaches. You, you know, so that's kind of one of those things. So if it were me, I don't know what I would do. Um, but I know what you guys would do because you keep telling me. But Kyle, do you have anything? Yeah, no, you got to start Hardman. I mean, Hardman's got Hardman has to play. Man, he's working to you know, reclaim his NFL draft stock at this rate. He's unfortunately ever since the Ohio state game, he really hasn't put any good tape out there. And Hartman's Hartman's going to want to play, especially next week. Look who we play or two weeks from now, you know, Notre Dame has a bye. Then they play, they host Wake Forest. (laughs) I think Hartman would give another rib to play in that game. Like Hartman's going to be playing the rest of the year, folks, unless he's injured. So, yeah. Yep, we'll just kind see. of wipe that out. My, I mean, best case scenario is that Notre Dame shows up just like they did against Pitt. Uh, you know, I don't know if Hartman will want to leave that Wake Forest game early, but uh, you know, same thing with Wake and Stanford. Keep continuing to get Stephen Jelly reps because now he's he's going to to continue to you know be an evaluation for that coaching staff when it comes. And I mean, I know they're going to pr- have a pretty good idea. It sounds like after this week, if they go back on the portal for a quarterback. But, I mean, they also, you know, they get to see Steve and Jelly every single day in practice, whereas we don't. But, you know, game reps are the most. Yeah. Folks, if you were just joining us here recently, and I haven't said this um, since you've joined us, please hit that thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to our channel, of course, for more content. If you listen via podcast, appreciate you guys. Um, Just leave us a kind review if you wouldn't mind wherever you listen to your podcast. If you have not done that either, uh, you guys will want to tune in tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Mike Goolsby show. Um, that will be entertaining and uh, insightful as always. So you'll want to hear from the former captain tomorrow. Um, and then I'll look to have Tim Hyde. If you're wondering why Tim Hyde's on our postgame show, uh, Tim is coaching um, in a game um, that probably wrapped up here not too long ago. Um, so he's with his high school team. Um, so we will look to have Tim Hyde on the video in the near future. And we appreciate Kyle for filling in and uh, giving us his thoughts today. Um, Theodore says, why is Tobias outplayed by Faison? Tobias can block. Come on. Right. <laughs> but, why is- we don't, I, yeah, I don't care about blocking um, right now. Um because Faison's outplaying, I don't, I don't have. I mean, Tobias and his opportunities just hasn't done much. I mean, he had a nice catch today, uh, a, a catch on for ten yards on four targets. He just hasn't been consistent all year, and Faison has some shit to him. He just does. Like Faison is not phased. He's just not <laughs> as, as the true freshman. Like the, the dude is just. The dude's just a baller. Notre Dame's dude. I was thinking today, I don't know if Notre Dame football can allow him to go play lacrosse. Seriously, sorry, coach. Um, you know, lacrosse coach, like, sorry, dude. He's playing football now. Like, he's a stud. 
Um, he's outplaying phase, he's outplaying Tobias because this year he's he's a better receiver than Tobias. We'll see about next year if Tobias can kind of tap into that potential. We know he has, but he's just simply a better receiver than Tobias Merriweather right now. I don't I don't know what else to tell you, but it's a good it's a good question. But anyone else in the chat can tell me. So okay. All right. Uh Theodore, appreciate the five. Uh, Mark Washington, $5 Super Chat. Uh, I've been looking for you, Mark. I haven't seen a comment to go with your Super Chat. Uh, when you guys are posting those Super Chats, before you hit submit, you're able to type out a comment that goes with it. So please um, do that. Um, uh, Mike says, if you want Singler to read your comments, you have to Super Chat. Uh, I guess you're wrong, Mike, because I just read yours. Um, but uh, appreciate it, Mike. Um Brian says, at least Hartman has a solid beard. $2 super chat. Uh, thank you, Brian. Mike with the five says, bad across the board. Game plan, pay, play calling, uh, performance. Somehow we have coached Sam Hartman backwards. Offense not suiting him. That's very concerning. Um, yeah, I mean, we can't, he, we, we can't just, uh, you know, can't just protect him. He threw a pick six today. Uh, but like I said, like I've said many times on the show, across the board, just it's it's not getting it done. No one, no one is. I mean, O line is has been okay, and, and then the running backs are pretty pretty darn impressive. I mean, uh, that's a great group. But otherwise, I don't. I mean, back to the drawing board. I guess I don't know. Kyle, any thoughts? I think we probably need to see a little bit more estimate today. <laughs> I, I I know that's not really incredibly related to the question, but yeah, I mean, you, like you, I mean, you mentioned earlier, like that your your play calling changes when you're behind and playing some catch up, and Notre Dame's offense isn't really built to come from behind. Like this Notre Dame, like when Notre Dame is playing good teams, Notre Dame has to just take care of the football. Excuse me, they didn't do that today with three turnovers. Uh, take care of the football, play really good defense, and get a good play in the special teams. We haven't even talked yet about Chris Tyree's muffed punt. How about that? That was a huge killer for Notre Dame. Pick six. So all three of facets, you 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 just didn't get the job done. Defense, I thought played okay. So maybe they they they, they get like a a, a B minus C plus or something. Um, they they weren't bad. I mean, they actually held Clemson under three hundred yards. Um, and only 24 points, you know, but offense didn't take care of the ball. Special teams had blunders. Defense was, was, you know, fairly decent. I'm, I'm curious what you guys thought about the defense. Let me know in the YouTube chat. Um, so, uh, yeah, not, not, not great, but Mike, appreciate, appreciate the super chat. Uh, Colin says, uh, Mike Kyle in the the MIA Tim, we appreciate you guys talking through the team's issues, dealing with motion Notre Dame fans isn't easy. Kudos, uh, Colin. I I really appreciate the five, my friend. Um, it can be uh, it can be tricky because sometimes we don't have popular opinions, uh, but we're going to continue to give them. And uh, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. We're not going to you know just say things to agree with the masses. So um, going to the defense. Left Twix says a lot of missed tackles. 
Yes. Defense gave yeah, up is. one real touch. I mean, they've missed tackles for the past two years. Like, that's just been kind of an MO of this defense, unfortunately. Except for, like, the USC game, I thought they tackled pretty well. Defense gave up one real touchdown drive and one touch on the busted play. Moffa touchdown. We haven't even really talked about too much of this, the game specifically. It was, a, it was a blitz. DJ Brown blitzes in, runs right by Phil Moffa, and I watched the replay. And Maris <laughs> Leofow just mis, misread that play completely. Um, just no. I, 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 but, yeah, the rest of the defense, again, you force two turnovers and you hold Clemson to under 300 yards. Not a bad day at the office. Uh, at the office now, Moffa did run for 186, but he carried the ball almost 40 times. <laughs> I mean, that's it's not like he went 18 carries, 186 yards. It was 36 carries. That's a shit ton of carries. Um, so the one big run too. That was a good chunk of it. I mean, it was definitely so well over 100 yards. But sure, sure. Um, so. Okay. Uh, do we have any other super chats? Uh, I think that just about does it. Tariqa Mark Washington, if you guys are still watching, thank you for those super chats. I still haven't seen any any follow-up comments from you guys. I apologize if I missed them. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about that. Uh, Kyle, appreciate you, you, um, you hosting the show with me today. Again, we will have uh, the Mike Goolsby Show tomorrow night. Which bring your popcorn. You already know that's going to be entertaining. Um, and then uh, we will have Tim Hyde some in some form on our show um, on our YouTube channel in the next few days. Uh, and then we'll have our, our live show, of course, with myself and Tim Hyde next Wednesday night. Um, so we will catch you guys later. Uh, Tyler Horka and Jack Sobel will have a video on our YouTube channel, probably posted in the next couple hours. Um, and as always, folks, we will catch you next time.